Welcome to The Tailored Quill. I'm Taylor Wilkins, and I hope you enjoy today's perspective. In the Declaration of Independence, it's written that our three, well, our main three unalienable rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Obviously, I could talk about life and liberty a lot, which I'll do some other time. But today, I'm thinking a lot about the pursuit of happiness, because whether it started from the Declaration of Independence or not, I don't know when I should have looked up the etymology of happiness, at least in modern history and certainly modern society, people focus so much on wanting to be happy. That's the goal, right? And there's like this, in my opinion, there's a very intense pressured kind of goal for people to be happy. People put a lot of emphasis on it. And unfortunately, that pressure is so high at this point in modern life that if anybody experiences anything less than happiness, because happiness is an elevated state, it's an emotion, right? So it's just like anger or fear or embarrassment. It's one of the basic emotions that by definition, is just an elevated state, an altered state of being, an altered state of consciousness, whatever it may be. And so oftentimes when people experience whatever they define as happiness, anything that they experience as less than that makes it feel like so much more intense of a fall or they're that much harder on themselves because they're not be able to maintain this level of happiness that they think they should be able to. But they don't think about the fact that they're putting so much pressure on themselves to stay in this unreasonably elevated place. It's just not possible. But if you think about the psychology of wanting happiness or you know, setting that as a goal, oftentimes happiness is followed up by a conversation about money and financial security. And it's fine to an extent because oftentimes really what that means is that people just like the people just want the relief of financial security, lack of concern. And that's where I take issue personally, since I work in the mental health field and I hear about and talk about psychology or talk about happiness so often. And the reason I have, a, I have an issue with that is because you're never going to be completely lacking of concern we're never going to not experience some kind of stress or hardship or anxiety or just face some kind of unexpected challenge that that throws off or threatens whatever we call happiness. And so for us to put pressure on ourselves to always be happy is is very much a losing battle. It's a trap in and of itself because we're never going to be able to fully maintain it 24 seven, 365 for the rest of our lives. And so what I'd like to encourage instead is potentially a change of wording. And so I'm gonna offer something based on like the wording I use for it. And it's totally up to you if you wanna, if you wanna take it on in your life. But my wording of it comes from so many people coming to me um, and hoping to work with me or do some kind of therapy, working with a coach. And their goal is to be happy. When I ask them what their goal is, all they think about is just that they want to be happy. Oftentimes confident, but mainly just happy. 
now now that I've worked with over you know, thousands of people, over 10,000 people at this point, I know that what really they mean under that is that they just want relief and they want peace from whatever stress or burden or anxieties they are experiencing. And that kind of existential weight of just trying to figure out what to do with their lives or feeling stuck or feeling trapped. They just want that liberation. They want that freedom and relief, that space to breathe and experience a moment of calm. Whereas we live in such a busy, hurried world where there's just anxiety all over the place. So not only do we experience our own anxiety, but we sponge other people's anxieties as well. And so the way that I think about this peace and relief in terms of my definition of happiness is by using the word contentment. Because the reason I use the word contentment and I just like this word a lot is because there's no pressure with the word contentment to be content. There's no pressure to be in this like elated, elevated state of joy or happiness all the time. Contentment is marked more by feeling grounded and kind of relaxed to put it in casual terms, but most importantly, just feeling relief and peace and just ah, able to take a breath and have that moment or that space. And so I like that because A, the lack of pressure, but B, because of the fact that it really actually provides that sense of relief that I know so many people and could probably generalize to a lot more people are actually craving. Even though they call it happiness, I think we're really craving this sense of peace and relief and freedom from feeling trapped. And so to nail it down just a little bit more, what I feel like is happening, the sense that I get when people experience this form of peace and relief in their lives, in whatever way, whether it's working with me or their own self-care, their own mental health journey, is that what's happening underneath is that we're actually finding harmony between this, these moments of peace and relief and, maybe, and more importantly, our self-assurance, our self-confidence in these moments of, okay, I'm safe, I'm okay, I can take a breath and proceed. That takes a lot of confidence and takes a lot of self-awareness to just be like, oh, okay, in this moment, I'm content, I'm good. And so this is a process of finding harmony between feeling like that feeling of experience versus all of the hardship, the stress, the anxiety that life is inevitably and always going to throw at you. That harmony between the two offers an acceptance. It's you accepting the fact that life is going to constantly give you hardship while also helping you recognize and fully enjoy those moments of peace because you know those moments might be temporary. And the more harmonious this relationship can become, the more confident you're going to be in your ability to handle those stresses. And not only that, you're also going to become more confident in your ability to really be present and enjoy those moments of peace. So it's going to be constantly fulfilling, or it's going to be a constantly fulfilling experience 
because you face hardships with a lot more confidence and you face those moments of peace and happiness with so much more presence. Not only that, as that cycle continues, you're going to put so much more, so much less pressure on yourself to be happy. You're going to be so much more compassionate to yourself and kind to yourself in moments where you don't feel happy. And overall, your mood and your emotions and your reactivity to stress or your reactivity just to the intense negativity that's out in the world right now is going to become a lot more stable. You're going to become a lot less reactive, a lot less um, intense in the way that you experience things or experience new stimuli and new events. And you'll be able to think things through a lot better. You'll be able to recognize opportunities a lot better. You'll be able to stay in your imagination, stay more creative, be more productive at work, you'll be able to sleep better. So there's this long-term effect of finding harmony between those two ends that's very different than trying to, the short term, of trying to hold on to this elevated state of happiness. So I invite you to try that. It could just be the semantic jump, changing the wording around, but, or it could also just be putting this into practice, trying it out for yourself of thinking of these the moments of peace and looking out for those moments of peace and have those be the real moments that you say that you're happy. 